You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 422. I'm Tim Robertson here in the United States where we're COVID free. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm calling you from the. You remember that movie Escape from New York where the whole yeah. place was walled off as a prison? Now, well, that's what Britain just became. <laughs> It's David and I was just spent five minutes ranting about the, everything. Yeah. You can't mostly COVID. Yeah. You can't control COVID by declaring that your particular organization or institution is a special case that um, does not does not require COVID restrictions. That's yeah. kind of doesn't work because you know, the virus doesn't care. But there you go. No. Yeah. What religion are you? Yeah, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> that's what COVID said. We don't care. I, I suppose... Um, you believe in God? Okay, we'll leave you alone. The, well, I suppose, though, it looks like those, um, you know, those hermits who go and live in a cave off on their own. They had something. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> until they get eaten by a bear. I guess so. There's always that. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, Until we come out with a, a vaccine, it's just going to... And then, here's the thing. Even when they come out with the vaccine... And that they know it works. There's going to be a whole bunch of people that I'm not taking it. <laughs> Good. Don't, please. We please should, don't. At that point, we should put them into COVID camps and let them go on with it. The, the people who refuse to take it, I, I'm happy for them. I really am. You should. It shows I, a level yeah. of intelligence that natural selection is just going to take care of that shit. Uh, well, yeah. I think, I think basically they need to be... Frog march to a doctor's office, and then they have two options. And they say, we, you can either have this jab, or we can cough in your face. You decide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, that's... Yeah. Uh, as, not not as winning hearts and minds. As you can tell, we're not in a great mood this morning. Well, there's so many <laughs> st- just stupid things going out. X, Microsoft has a new freaking Xbox Series X because they're stupid when it comes to naming conventions. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you be dumber, Microsoft? Really? Oh, well, they could be dumber because what they've done is they've sent them out to reviewers and basically said, well, it doesn't launch on November 11th, so you're allowed to open it, unbox it, and talk about physically how the console is, but you can't turn it on you can't tell anyone about how it works because we're and all really interested in the aesthetics of a games console. Because yeah, nobody's just going to... Oh, okay. Yeah, nobody's just going to stick it by their TV and forget it exists. Except when they pick a controller up, because you know what, this is not this is not Johnny Ive like design, and even his stuff is um, is not always lauded by everybody in the house. As no, yeah, I will say um, for all these stupid ass YouTubers who's making a half hour video about unboxing a video game console you can't play. Good job, good job. Yeah, I I would. I've got to be honest, if Microsoft approached me with that and said, look, we're going to give you one of these consoles, but this is the the deal. You you can only talk about this bit of it, that bit of it. You can't turn it on and you can't talk about it till launch day. I would say, no thanks. Oh, you know, I no would have question. more self-respect than to put myself through that marketing rubbish. I would never let a company tell me what I can and can't say about a product they sent me for review. Yeah. I would say, uh, go F yourself. Well, no, I would. I would probably say, sure, fine. And then when I got it, I would turn it on and start playing it and talking about it. Because what are they going to do? 
They're not, they're not going to come around the house and take it off me. Yeah. They'll say, oh, we'll never give, <laughs> give you another console again. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll think about that in 10 years' time when you launch the next one. Yeah, and you're no longer with Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even Microsoft that's sending them out. It's PR agencies. Yeah, but obviously Microsoft has has defined their uh, their media launch plan, and this is part of it. And everyone's kind of this. See, this is the problem. Yeah, I mean, there is something fundamentally wrong about the relationship when you uh, sign up to stuff like that. You, they say to you, you can, you can open. I mean, because it it is ridiculous that you can open it and not turn it on, but yeah. you can do a, a half an hour unboxing and wax lyrical about how it feels and how it looks and it's, all that sort of thing these are it's a bunch of unprofessional people that are just happy to get a free council so they're going to play the game exactly and and i just no morals but the thing is is that from me from Microsoft's perspective what the, nobody cares about what the thing looks like yeah and they don't certainly they, they perhaps care about how the controls feel and everything but you, you can't assess that properly until you're playing a game so, yeah, who cares what it looks like? How, do, how, how does it perform well? Oh, exactly. Oh, the graphics are amazing. What's the interface look like? I exactly. mean, those are the things that as a video game, that's like saying, oh, David, here's a new iPhone. Uh, you get the iPhone 13, you know, before everybody else, but you can't turn it off. You, you can do a bunch of, uh, everything else is fine. Yeah. What, what, how long is that video? 30 seconds? Well, not only that. What does it tell the the user? Nothing. And, uh, Nothing at all. Uh, even even with an iPhone, which is a much more tactile device than a video game console, which, as I say, you're going to stick it next to your TV and you're going to forget the physical thing exists. You're just well, going to you, th- you, the yes, only thing you're going to pick up care. is a wireless controller. Yes. So here's the thing, and you hit it right on the head. This is a marketing strategy by Microsoft. It's simply that it's going to get excitement up. Look, you get to see it. All these different people have it. Now, you don't get to see the good stuff, but you get to look, look at this. Isn't this cool? It's all these rubes doing PR for Microsoft, and, uh, one of the yeah. richest com- com- companies in the world. That's right. Are you kidding me? It's it's a joke. I, yeah. I don't know why anybody would sell their integrity for that. Yeah. I would laugh at Well, it's for a free console. I have, I have a friend who um, develops video games. I'm going to be, because of the nature of his job, and uh, I'm going to be very circumspect about this, but he develops video games. He develops video games that will be released on these next-generation consoles. At some point during lockdown, he was offered to receive an early prototype so that he could test his stuff at home. Sure. He said no, because he said... Why do I want people worrying about having one of the most sought-after of video game consoles in the world in my house, where it could inadvertently or on purpose be stolen, broken, burnt, you know, all sorts of... Well, inadvertently inadvert- Well, yeah, because... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to steal this, dude. No, well, no, but what my I mean is, is, that, is that if his house was broken into... It could be it could be stolen by somebody who recognised what it was and you know took it to the verge or something like that and leaked all the stuff. It's sure. more likely to be stolen by somebody who's going to try and fence it down the pub for yep. twenty quid because he wants some drug money because that's right. what a lot of burglars are. But the point is, then it it will then wend its way through a system where some eventually somebody will realise what it is and start leaking specs and and he didn't just didn't want to deal with that. You know, here's so, the thing. Um, if they offered, 
look, if you take it under their conditions, then you, you can't just post. Like you said, I would take it and just do it anyways. Well, that would be unethical as well. Yeah. If you take it under their rules, then you got to... But I wouldn't take it under their rules. I'd say, you can send me one, but I'm not going to post anything until the embargo is lifted. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. I'd play the hell out of it until then, but maybe... Probably not. I mean, I got all these video game consoles right now, and I hardly play them. Kind of uh, sad, actually, about that. <laughs> Every time I think I'm going to play a game, I end up doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, I can't help it. I, I just, none of the newer games have been 20 minutes in, and I'm like, I'm kind of bored with this, and put it away. Yeah. I, I and then I think, well, I want to play an old game. You know, my favorite game of all time, GTA 3, uh, Vice City. Love that game. Yep. So I start playing that. Yeah, I'm bored after 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I've already done it all. I've already, you know, I've gone on these missions. I don't want to do that again. I want that game, but different. I'm, I'm just very hard to please. So how about a game where it's like an open world game? And what you have to do is you have to go and pick up various different new prototype video game consoles and then unbox them, but not play them in the game. And then yeah, write about fun. them. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> So, um, it looks like it might be a little bit of time before you get your hands on iPhone 12 because you guys are going back down into lockdown. So, well, I have a window. We're going into lockdown on Thursday. So, oh, so you know, that's that's good. <laughs> it has it's to, such a serious thing that you have to go on lockdown, but we're going to wait a little bit. Well, it, that's, apparently, that's apparently, it has to go through Parliament before um, before it can be. Initiated well, because the virus is going to listen to Parliament too. Well, it wants like, oh, it wants to hear the debate about the impacts of, on various different industries. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I th- could theoretically go to an Apple store before Thursday. Well, I'm not going to do that <laughs> because why not? Yeah, Until because, Thursday, you're safe. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because presumably, if we're having a lockdown on Thursday. We could do better by having a lockdown now. So I'm going to behave like I'm locked down. So, um, you posted a couple articles, and I've been following this already. The whole thing about Apple not including a power brick in the new iPhone, some people took as a positive. Look, they're trying to reduce e-waste. Except, because there's like, well, you've already got a bunch of power bricks. Well, yeah, the little crappy ones that you gave us for years that are really low-powered, 5-watt, and this new one supports faster charging, and well, I'll just buy the 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 new MagSafe charger. That's 15 watts. It charges it really quickly compared to most other wireless chargers. Uh, oh, but they don't give you a, a power brick with that either. Now I can kind of understand why they don't want to give you a, yet another power brick with the new iPhone to send you or to sell you a charger that does not come with a power brick is not only insulting. No, it's just insulting. Yeah. I'll just leave it right there. It's and, insulting. Oh, it's, it's worse than that as well because the cable they put in the box is USB-C to Lightning. So, um, so you can't even plug it into some... Well, a, a I, I presume... I presume most iPhone 11 is the only thing that came with the USB-C. Exactly, so, well, yeah. Most. Yeah. I, I mean, now, don't get me wrong. Geeks like us, I have hundreds of USB-C chargers around the house, but most people won't, particularly people who perhaps only upgrade their phone every two, three years. They will right. have a USB-A charger. Like you said, the crappy 5-watt one. Yeah, um, and they're going to be like, what and, the hell and I they're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to plug their phone into it with the cable that's in the box. Right. So they're there, and, and presumably Apple, if you're in the store 
and you're not locked down, you're in the store to pick it up, they're going to go, now, do you have a charger for this? Because it doesn't come with one anymore. You're like, I'm buying a charger that doesn't come with a charger. And and then then they're going to go, well, yeah, I've got a a charger at home. They say, yeah, you can't use that one. It's got the wrong connector on it. Yeah. Uh, And, and... Yeah. Oh, so we want more money. So what? Well, so you end up I thought, buying. I I really did think this was a, a way for Apple to reduce e-waste. I'm a hundred percent convinced it is not. This is Apple wanting to reach into your pocket for just a little bit more money. Little, little bit. It's they're not expensive, Tim. Yeah, they're they've even reduced bit. the price of them. So. Oh, that's so generous yeah. of them. <laughs> Thank you, Apple. I man, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank I th- you so I, much. It's hard to understand how you know what it's a thousand all right it's not a thousand dollar it's nearly a thousand dollar phone even the even the entry level one is is closer to a thousand that is closer to zero. well let's just round it all up and yeah. round it down it's a thousand dollar phone and you don't get a freaking charger with so, it. so yeah if you if they were really serious about reducing e-waste what they would do is they would say the phone does not come with a charger do you have a USB-C charger at home you can plug this cable into if the if the um Oh, no. If the buyer says yes, they go, awesome, you're all set. If they say no, they say, fine, we will give you one. That's what they should do if it was yep. just about e-waste. Yep. But they're not doing that. They're charging no. you the $19. And I don't want to be that guy who goes, oh, Apple, you know, it's all about margins and everything like that. But in this case, it's really hard not to see it. Because the arguments they've given about saving what's in the box yet don't work because it, it, it's, all it's, this, all the stuff you yeah. already have doesn't work with the phone. They actually are increasing waste. Yeah, with this policy. Yeah, because because they've changed the type of cable being used in the box. That means yep. that anybody's got all those old uh, lightning compatible USB A chargers now has to throw those away because they're effectively useless and go well, and, not. and you buy can new use them ones. Those just take a whole lot longer to charge. Yeah. But even yeah, but even more power. even if you're prepared to put up with the time to charge, and that's face, I, I think time to charge for a phone. But if a phone has a good battery life, it should be irrelevant because you charge it overnight. It doesn't matter how long yep. it takes to charge. But if you're basically saying, okay, so you maybe you've got two, you've had a few iPhones, you've got two and three Apple chargers at home. You're going to need to throw those out because the cable in the box is wrong. Yep. Or alternatively, you need to buy new cables. Yep. I don't know whether Apple even sells it. Um, I guess you could get a regular USB-A to lightning cable um, to, to, go in, to go into the phones. But the problem is, yeah, people are going to go, gonna, well, I kind of want to get the best, you know, well, you, yep. you're in the new charger. Um, and then well, they're, they're, pro- they're promoting the, the hell out, out of the MagSafe. They're promoting the hell out of it. Yeah. They're trying to sell that MagSafe. Oh, yep. and by the way, you also have to buy the power for it, the MagSafe. Yeah, it's I don't, ins- I'm pretty insulting. much guarantee with the MagSafe, you can't plug an old cable into it and it'll work. I don't think mm-hmm. it will. I don't know. Because they're not going to get my money for one. Yeah. So I'll have to wait for someone else to buy it because I'm. I'm well, they're see, not going to reach into my pocket yet again. I don't. For, I also, again, I don't understand. They're promoting the new MagSafe charger as a faster charger. It's a 15-watt charger. There's been this whole kerfuffle about... You plug it into the. If you don't plug it into the Apple charger, you plug it into some others. You don't get the full fifteen watts. Right, right. You're not. Most people aren't going to notice unless they plug a a, a um a, like a power power meter into it. Yeah. You know, yeah, but the problem with that, David, I understand exactly what your argument here is. But here's the problem with it: they're they're 
promoting this thing as a fast charger. And it's simply not a fast charger unless you get their little special power plug. Yeah. The, which that's is, that's you, which where is, the disingenuous part comes in. And yeah. it, it's marketing. It's it's 100% greed. And like you said, their arguments that this is better for the environment rings hollow. Yeah. And also as well, why sell a wireless charger, which are inherently if it, inefficient and slower than a yep. cable? Why sell that as a fast charging solution? Yeah. If you're putting on a wireless, you shouldn't care how fast it's charging because you're going to be charging it overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. So they can increase the charging speed. It's still not going to be as fast as the cable. You plug a, a, a USB C to Lightning cable that they now include with the iPhone into a USB C charger, and that phone will charge in under an hour. Yeah. Whereas there's no way even the improved wireless one does that. So why sell the wireless one as a faster charger? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's a fast wireless charger. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> Yes, I was saying I've got a rocket-powered scooter. The point yes. is, is it? It's the two things don't go together. They are pointless. Well, neither <laughs> does jumbo shrimp, but it's still a thing. Um, yeah, I, you know, are we just curmudgeons? To a certain extent, sure, but I, I think that everything we're talking about is is accurate. Yeah, and and I think the more you spend two minutes just delving into it. You kind of have to be a little bit insulted by it. Yeah. You know, they, they promote this image that doesn't leave, live up to the corporate greed in their actual yeah. actions. Yeah. And I'm a little disappointed in people like Tim Cook, who, you know, acts like he's doing the right thing, but at every turn, oh, well, but there's a caveat with it. Well, it's look, just, the guy's always it. been, the guy works in supply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's always been. A ruthless businessman. You don't. Sure he has. You don't basically get the kind of supply performance that Apple gets without screwing your suppliers to the wall. Yeah. And all that's happened is that now he's. Well, I can I can tell the, their partners get screwed over. Yeah. Apple screws over everybody, and people are like, "Oh, Tim, you're just saying that." No, I was a partner of Apple. Yeah. I ran a company whose main partner was Apple, and they screwed us over at every single chance yeah. they got. Every single. One. So don't tell me Apple's some altruistic yeah. company. It, exactly. They're the most valuable company in the world, and you don't get that by being nice guys. No. And, so let's and, not and, pretend that they're something special. They're not. Yeah, and all that's different is now that they are being a little bit more overt about doing that to their customers. And and yep. again, this is not new. I mean, I remember when I first got into Apple, the, you know, some of the things they would do, such as the prices they charge for things like RAM upgrades that were simple to do yourself at the time, mm-hmm. and they would quite happily charged two three times the market rate just yeah. having it done by apple at the factory they've and and they would always skimp they you know the first mac i bought i think had uh 512 mega ram yeah it was you know it, it was it was barely enough for the for the system to work and and everybody said you needed more ram and yet the entry level one was so Skimpy on RAM. It was really, yeah. I mean, these are are the guys who shipped the first MacBook Air with an iPod drive in it. Right. You know, because it was cheaper than the, than, I mean, the SSDs were hugely expensive. I had one. I had one and it was, it was dog slow. Yeah, because iPod drives were not designed to run computers. They were designed to load, load music tracks. And sometimes they even weren't that good at that on an an iPod. So, you know, this is not new. It's, it's, I think we had a we had a period when it wasn't quite as in your face, and now it's very much coming back in your face. And what kind of galls is that? 
every company does this. Um, so you can kind of live with it. But what, what kind of annoys about Apple is the holier than now, oh, we're better than everyone else attitude and the way they market it to you when in fact they are the same as everybody else. It's a yeah. little bit dishonest. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah. it is what it is. I, ho- I hope that guy um, who says we're Apple fanboys is listening. <laughs> well, there's that. So you linked this uh, this article about uh, study shows which messengers leaks your data, drains yeah. your battery, and more. And just by looking at this chart, some of them are pretty egregious. Facebook Messenger is pretty bad. Yeah, well, um, it, again, Facebook. This did this particularly didn't su- uh, surprise me. Um, you know what? What kind of interesting is that they went. It was Facebook and Instagram were the two ones that were particularly bad. Um, they they were effectively they were um, you know if you if you resend a file through either Facebook or Instagram it doesn't send a link from their servers it recopies the entire file yep. so it's in- hugely inefficient um, and also as well that uh, you know they're running code in the background they're staying active yeah the code in the background is a problem because that means somebody sends you a web link uh, and effectively that can that will run web code, Java code, um, and it's not running inside the protected sandbox of Safari or whatever your particular web browser is. It's running in the Instagram or the Facebook app, whose web engine may not have, for their business reasons, may not have the kind of malware protections that you might hope for. So that's a real security hole as well. And, and the fact is they are just basically sucking down data, sucking down uh, energy because they're running so much. Uh, and when... Uh, Ars Technica, con- oh, sorry, the guys who did this study contacted the um, uh, Facebook about this. They said, "Yeah, that's that's the way it's designed to work." They they yep. didn't say, "Oh my god, we really could make that more efficient." They went, "No, it's meant to, it's meant to do that." Yep. You know, it tells you a lot about. Well, LinkedIn is another bad one. Yeah. But really, it's Microsoft and Facebook who are pretty egregious in this area. I know we just uh, blasted Apple, but iMessage is one of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, and and part of that will be the the design goals of iMessage are not the same as the design goals of Facebook or the Instagram no. app. No, um, you know, look, these any of these third party programs, there is always a risk associated with them. Um, I'm, I particular, it's particularly annoying for me with Facebook because when I recently started using Facebook, um, I tried to use it on the web. I didn't want to run local apps. But the problem is, is certainly on iOS, they've kind of, they've done something to the web version of it that is just terrible on an iPad or an iPhone. Yep. The typing doesn't work properly. No, they could, they intentionally crippled it. So yeah. you have to download, at the very least, the iMessenger app. So for instance, if you're using the Facebook app, it's called Facebook. Yeah. And oh, look, I got a message and you click it. Nope, you can't look you, at it unless you have yet another app. Yeah, you've got to use the Messenger app. Um, yeah, and for that for that reason, I just awful. basically don't do um, Facebook messaging. I don't do a lot of Facebook messaging anyway, but I don't. I deliberately will not do it on the on the uh, Messenger app. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to have to deal with that. But you know, here's the thing, right? Even my um, my wife, who's been a long time Facebook user, is starting to get the religion now. The other day, we were um, what were we looking for? I forget. Anyway, we were talking about buying a certain product. And I searched for it on my iPad 
not using Facebook, using Google. I actually have a policy as a separate topic of conversation, but you know, I've, I've noticed that pretty much all the Facebook ads I get served are like um, those, you know, uh, like those TV ads from the 80s, you know, special offer, only nineteen ninety nine. but there's more. They're all that class of products. They are yep. universally appalling. And, and I- uh, not all of them. <laughs> I, I will say this. I was on Facebook and I saw an ad for metal signs that they make these metal signs uh, with your name on it or whatever. Um, and it looked really cool, to be honest. And it wasn't very expensive. So I clicked it. And by the way, that's all I see now. It's yeah. from the same company. It's like, I already bought one. Why are you advertising the same product? So I bought it. I ordered it. I got it two weeks later. And it is fantastic. It's it's just, it's really, really nice. Yeah. It's sturdy. It looks good. So not not everybody who advertises their company on Facebook is evil. That's, we're not saying that. Well, but we're saying that my, their my, practice yeah, of, My argument would be that because Facebook does no quality control on the advertising they'll accept at all. You have no, no way yeah, of knowing do, what's a good product a certain, and what's garbage. Extent. They do to a certain extent. But yeah, I, I've I've seen some real real garbage, and and also yeah, I as to. well, I, I see a lot of knockoffs of legitimate products as well. Yeah. But anyway, that's kind of an aside. So anyway, I searched for this this product on um, Google it was a sec, on my it was iPad. A sex toy, right? Sorry, sex toy. it was a sex toy. No. If it was, I wouldn't tell you because I don't well, want to. I don't, want to, I don't want to ruin your Christmas surprise. <laughs> Please don't. I, you know, it's my birthday in January too. So, exactly. Yeah. You know, make um, sure you get the one with the pump. I don't okay. want to have to blow anything up. All right. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I looked for it on my iPad, and uh, I, I think it was a. We were looking for location of a store, right? <laughs> anyway, half an hour later, Leanne starts getting ads on Facebook for the same products and service that, that that's just a coincidence man <laughs> so, so she on. goes this she goes what the hell is this so i said here's how it works she's she, first thing she said she seemed like people did that facebook was listening to us right, i said facebook, facebook's not listening to us i said but here's here's how it works i search for it in, on google on my ipad yeah i try and keep my ipad logged out of google but it must have been logged in for some reason so google knows what i search for yeah google and facebook sell their data to each other yep yeah because that's that's how it works it's all going to be that's linked how, yeah again and people go well wait a minute why would they do that because you are the product they're exactly. selling exactly yeah because facebook wants more data out people and what they do because that yep. improves what they what their business they think is about so i said right. here's what's happened i searched for it on google i was accidentally logged in on google so google knows what i was looking for yeah google's now told facebook and facebook knows that i am married to you yeah, Facebook has done some algorithmic thing to figure out who I am and tie that to my Facebook account, even though I'm, I use a different email on my Facebook account. But Facebook have figured out who I am, they know I'm married to you, and they figure, well, if he's looked for this, maybe we should give her an ad for it. And that's what they've done. Yep. You know? It's, uh... Yeah, she and she made say, "Oh, I'm, I'm, maybe I should should get out, get rid of Facebook." But then she said, "But how do I get rid of all the pictures I posted on there?" <laughs> I said, "You don't. They own them." So um, yeah, it's incredible. If you've ever tried to close down a Facebook account, it's incredibly difficult, and they probably yeah. won't delete your data. No, of course so. not. Why would they? <laughs> so Google is a, a paragon of uh, virtue, and they would never, you know. 
intentionally kill a product that some people are using. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry. I was reading this wrong. Yeah, sorry. My fault. <laughs> you see, yeah. you appear to have it reversed. Yeah, that's what I, does I do that sometimes. All yeah. the time. It's called a reverse search. Yeah. <laughs> um, Google kills the Nest Secure. A, uh, it's $500 home security system. Um, I don't know why anybody, with what Google, Google has done in the last three, four years, um, would buy anything anything that goes in your home from google yeah they have an atrocious track record of just killing products that you've paid for that you have a subscription for that's yeah. that's securing your home that two years ago you spent a, a couple grand for you got this you got a couple of the window things you yeah. know you're subscribed to it you can watch the live video up oh, we're just killing that product off yeah uh, and this is this difficulty is is anything you buy from Google is tied to web services. So when they kill it, web services go away. You end up with a doorstop. Yeah, it's literally worthless tech. I, I, I'm beyond myself, but well, I mean, beside I, myself, I, I, I think I think uh, I, I read I read something today on Reddit about a guy complaining about he bought one of the um, Google Pixel. T- tablets the chromebook tablets they did the slate yeah. and apparently there's a hardware fault in one model of them that means the uh, ssd can turn itself read only and um you can't use it then obviously it's a chromebook if it can't write to its local disk it doesn't work and uh google are kind of you know i mean he's first of all he's managed to get hold of somebody at google who's kind of taken a little bit of ownership of this problem which i was quite impressed with but, you know, obviously most companies would just, even if it was out of warranty, would just replace those units with ones that were fixed. Google's are kind of looking into it, and you kind of get the impression they're not going to do very much about it. And and this is the thing, you know, if you buy stuff from with a Google branding on it, particularly if it's an expensive product, like the, the laptops they've done in the past and everything, you've got to recognise that you are effectively paying to be a very expensive beta tester. Yep. And Google's interest in you as a customer is non-existent literally non-existent yep um you know and and you that's fine if you if you want and there are plenty of people who are very very big fans of google and love to and i'm using the air quotes here support them by buying their products but you know you've got to recognize that if something goes wrong you're kind of out of luck and yes there is a very high chance that at some point google will discontinue the services that that product relies on to work and you'll right. be left and with, not even with a replacement yeah you'll be left with an expensive paperweight now they're yeah. not the only company to do this but the problem no. is is that is that google again is one of the, one of the richest com- tech companies on the planet and if any company was in a position to keep a legacy service to service going to support the you know the few thousand or hundred thousand of customers who who bought that product uh, or even put them on kind of some sunset, sunset cycles, say, look, you know, we recognize you bought this. We are discontinuing the service. Um, we're going to keep it going for three years and then you'll need something else. Yeah. Yep. Uh, communicate that to those customers. That would be something they could do and could easily afford to do. But that's not the Google way. The Google way is we're done with that. Team shut down. Um, product finishes uh, next month. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's exactly what Suckers. they do. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give. I wouldn't. I don't know if I've ever spent a dime with Google, but I know I would never ever buy one of their products, even when it looks good. I just. I. 
Why would I? Even the Chromebooks, even the Chromebooks have a limited lifespan, which yes. means that um, it's now Google has appreciated this problem. It's getting longer, but uh, say you say you bought the original Google Book Pixel in two thousand and thirteen. That was a thousand dollar laptop. It was the first of the high end Chromebooks. Had a full core i five or i seven processor in it. Loads of RAM, big fast SSD. It was a nice laptop, but it ran Chrome OS. I think after four years, they basically said, "Oh, we're not updating that anymore." Yep. Uh, and now, don't get me wrong. In that case, it didn't stop working. But let's face it: you're running a thing that's with an OS that's based around the browser, and the browser's not getting security updates. That's not a good place to be. No, it's um, a really bad place. Yeah, especially if you're doing any kind of, you know, I don't know, online banking. And yeah, exactly. Shopping and yeah, and now now most of the people who bought that particular product are technical savvy people who figured out how to put something different on it. But um, this is the same for every Chromebook you buy. They all have an end of life date after which mm-hmm. Google will not support it anymore and not give it any updates. And I don't think most people are aware of that going in. No. Well, yeah. it's funny because, you know, as much as we can bitch and complain about Apple, I know plenty of people that are using a 10-year-old Mac just fine. Yeah. You know, it, it, now that's not true with their phones. You, if you're using a 10-year-old iPhone, oh, what, 2010, you'd be on a, what, a 4? Yeah. Oh, that would be brutally bad. Um, it, it would be, but having said that, Apple did support those worked. products for quite, quite a long time after they were launched with yeah, OS updates. About five years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, but a phone is, about, phone is not the same as a laptop. Or a, or a security system for that matter. No, and I think and I think that people recognize that generally people keep their phones for about three years and yep. then they get something new. I mean, let's be honest, we're pretty hard on. I see customers' phones all the time at work. Yeah, Pe- people generally are very hard on their phone. They try to be nice with them. They put them in cases and they got the screen protectors. And boy, I tell you, phones get beat to hell so three if you get three years out of your phone you're doing pretty good julie did yeah um but you know she took exceptional care of it you know she used it all the time but ugh. yeah anyways uh let's talk about something fun for a minute okay my iphone 12 now if you guys listen to geek um geeks pub i talked about it last week i had just got it really so I've been living with it for a week now, and I gotta say, um, I really, really like it. Mm-hmm. Everything about it, um, it's it's a friend of mine has an XR. Yeah, and I thought his screen was better than my eight plus. Well, yeah, we put my twelve Pro next to his XR. And just went to the video, not mm-hmm. watching a video, like we're going to film a video. Yeah. Just the screen of the same, he was holding them side by side. Just that look was, it was night and day. Yeah. The screen is amazing on this thing. The video that it shoots, it, it it's unbelievable. I did a video for uh, Sam Levin, you know, Sam. Yeah. Um, and I sent it to him because he wanted to see what it looked like. So I did a... Uh, 60 frames per second, 4K video, walking out the front door at work. Uh, we had a Camry sitting there, a red one, really beautiful looking color. And it had uh, dew all over it, so raindrops, basically. Yeah. 
because they had frosted up the night before and then it melted and you got mm-hmm. all these. So. And I sent this to him, and the video quality is just, it's unbelievable. I mean, it is really, and I've showed a couple people the same video, um, and everybody says the same thing. That's that's amazing from a phone. Uh, it's 50, uh, 60 frames per second, yeah. Um, yeah. I could send you this video if you want to see it. Yeah, I, I'd be interested in seeing it. Uh, I just sent it, so you should have it any second now. Um, it's not a long video, but and I, it's narrated, so you might want to turn on the, the volume. But I walk out the front doors, and I focus really, really closely on the hood of the car with the raindrops. And I get the logo in it, and, it, and it's just the colors are amazing. Uh, the video quality is just superb. Uh, that's what you can expect uh, from, and, and quite honestly, the, the regular 12 will get just about the same video quality. Um, did you get it yet? Yes, yes. Just come through now. Yeah, so, take a look at it and see what you think. Um, just the, the I took a picture last night. I posted it on Facebook actually of my sequoia out in front of my sister in law's house. Yeah, I saw that. And I had a piece of plywood on. Now, when I took the picture, it was really freaking dark. I mean, yeah. it was dark. And the iPhone decided, hey, I'm going into dark mode. I'm going to lighten this picture up so you can see everything. And I couldn't believe the. Ugh. It was unbelievable. I kind of wanted to get a dark shot of the car, and I couldn't because it lightened up too much. I was just, just going to say that's the only downside of dark mode is that if you want to get a um, to get a a, an, an actual night picture, you, you can't do it because the night mode lightens everything up, makes it look like it's like it's like an hour before twilight at best. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. This, this but it's yeah, not this, amazing if you're trying to. So, what do you think of the video? The vid- yeah, the video is it is stunning because you've you've zoomed in on on the raindrops on the uh, yep. on the front there in the sunlight, and it it does. Look, I mean, it's suffering a bit for me because it's come through our message. I think it's been compressed a compressed bit, compressed a little bit. But yeah. um, you can still sell tell the very high resolution you've got there. Yeah, it's uh, it is something else, and it, and it is amazing how we can get stuff like that out these tiny little cell cameras now. You know. It's- it's stunning, you know. Yeah. If I would have had access to that kind, well, a I couldn't have watched it, you know, ten years ago. But you know, I think we're at the point now. You remember the the Steve Jobs keynote when he introduced the iPhone? You know, photos, real internet. Um, this is obviously we're we're using the same technology at this point as he introduced in 2007. It's way better. And I've got the original phone. I could shoot a video yeah, on both. And, we're at, I, but, I, think, I think we're actually not. There is so much of the machine learning. and um, No, but I'm saying we're, we're the concept behind it. Oh, yeah. Point, The full factor zoom, is broadly the same. Yeah. It, you know, this wouldn't be so different to Steve Jobs than, you know, what we had when he passed or what yeah. he introduced in 2007. Um, but the quality... The build quality, number one, is astounding. It's just, boy, I, I'm glad they put those nets up there in China so when those guys try to kill themselves by jumping on the window, they can't because we need them to keep making these kind of phones. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's 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 amazing that... Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's that a $1,000, I mean, but geez. We were, talk, we were talking about $1,000 phones, but actually it's amazing you can get something like this for $1,000, really exactly yeah you know a thousand dollars is not a little sum of change it that's expensive but what you're getting is just amazing 
It really, really is. I, I was struck. Apple CarPlay I was struck, works I, exactly the same. Yeah. I looked at my phone last night, sat on the table. I was had some video running on everything. I, and I, not often I think like this, but I was really strong. I said, I'm, that thing is amazing. It's, it is a tiny, tiny, high-power high computer in a handheld format. It is, it is stunning, really. It really is. You know, we can bitch and complain about a lot of things here, and, and we do. We're going to, <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is just amazing where our technology really is. You know, this thing that Google shut down, this Nest Secure. If this was ten years ago, it'd be one of the biggest products on the planet. Everybody would be talking about it. Now it's a failure. Yeah. You know. Well, look, look at look at the things like the um, like the Echo, the Amazon Echo. Yeah. Yeah, they they churn those things out for, you know, well, the, nothing. The the, well, the list price is fifty dollars. Most people spend a hell of a lot less than that to get them. Yeah, and twenty it is, nine bucks. Yeah, and it's um, a voice recognizing speaker. I mean, it, yeah. it is, it is amazing what it does. You can call it from yep. across the room, and it will hear you and understand what you say. This was yeah. science fiction, you know, um, even when it gets it wrong. Well, it's better than the stuff that we saw in the sixty Star Trek. Yeah. Except for the medical thing, you know. That's <laughs> wave my phone in front of me and tell me I've got diabetes would be pretty awesome. And and the, the fast and light travel across the universe, which was well kind of the, you know, they made less of a thing of that than it really is. You know. We we well, could do that now. Laws of physics. Um yeah, it's but you know, there's a technology out there that because of COVID that we've been using more of lately. I haven't personally, but a lot of people have. Um, and I think most households still have one of these things in it that ostensibly has not changed, unfortunately, for 20 years, 25 years, and that's the home printer. This is a, a technology that I would have thought would have kept up with everything else. And home printers, I yeah, okay, you can put photo paper in it. You can print it out. It looks great. Uh, you can print your documents. It looks fine. But the technology behind these home printers, the only thing that they've added in the last 10 years is the ability to print directly from your phone onto the printer. Other than that, they're awful. Printers are the worst piece of tech that we all own. They're noisy. Uh, they take a lot of space. They're expensive to own because you got to replace the ink, and of course they gouge you for the ink. Um, they're not user friendly at all. The print dialogue on your computers and the phones are awful because they have to inter interact with this twenty five year old technology. Where the hell is the new printer company? Where's the where's the Apple or the Tesla for the printer companies? Because it's not going to come from Canon or Brothers or Lex or Lexmark or HP. Yeah, they're all happy to keep churning out the same piece of crap printers. That's quite honestly cheaper to throw it in the garbage when the ink runs out and buy a goddamn brand new one. It, that is quite Where, literally this the new case. Technology? In the, in the, it is a hundred percent the case. Yeah. Where are our twenty first century printers? Because they don't exist, David. We are still using. 20th century technology when it comes to the printers there is no significant difference between the printers that i was using and reviewing in my mac magazine in 1999 than there is sitting on the desk right next yeah, to me right now you're absolutely right Zero. around around about 2000 to 2005 the printer seemed to plateau um yeah. they they basically got to the point where they integrated into them 
and most of them nowadays have a built-in scanner, um, a fax machine. A lot of them still have a fax machine in. Who yeah, uses fax well, you still have to fax sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then the, then there's there's two types. There's either inkjet or there's um, laser. Funnily enough, now here's the thing. One thing I would say, most people buy inkjet printers, and I don't understand why. You can get a colour laser for not much more than a colour inkjet printer. And while it won't print photos as well, um, the the point the the consumables the, the consumables last so much longer and it's so much more reliable. They're physically than an bigger printers, David. That's why. And all they've done in the last twenty years is add stuff like Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's it. I that's think all they've done. Yeah, I think perhaps you're uh, you're dissing the wireless stuff a little bit. When wireless came out for printers, particularly when things like AirPrint and what have you came out. You you did then gain the capability once you got the printer onto a wireless network, you gain the capability to, to virtually print from most devices in your house with very little configuration. Whereas That's before not- that, it was always drivers and cables. And nowadays, for most operating systems and most devices, if it can see the printer on the network, it will print to it, which is something that's an improvement but i know what you mean in terms of how it actually puts images to the yep. paper that has been the same for years mm-hmm. and you just think that surely there's a better way of doing this now and it and it also yeah it does seem like nobody the, is working on this yeah all the tech companies have gone well that that's going away so there's no there's no future in it and yeah, yeah. covid has it's, proved that that's not the case whatsoever no. you know and, i've had in fact i would say that people probably print as much now, if not more, at least in businesses, than they ever did before. Well, it's more than that, actually. I had, um, through the the Facebook group for my housing estate, I've had two people in the last three, four months send out an appeal saying, does anybody have a working printer? I'm going somewhere I need to print boarding passes. Yeah. And, uh, th- and they just basically haven't got a printer that works. Uh, in one case, I actually gave to a lady. She sa- I, I said, I've got an old black and white laser here. Do you want it? Because I was actually thinking about taking this to a charity shop. I said, you can have it. And, oh, by the way, guess what? Once you plug in, you'll never need to buy consumables for it again, virtually. Yeah, and it will always forever. work. And and she was really great. And then that, this thing, this laser printer, it was a, a, a like a personal brother laser printer. I, I think I only paid £30 for it when I bought it off a like an office surplus place. It's yeah. it's literally worth nothing, even though it's a full black and white laser printer. Well, it's worth something to her. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and she was she was very grateful for it. But a couple of months later, somebody else had the same problem. And people are going, oh, you know, well, you can bring it around here, and which you don't really want to be doing in COVID. Um, you can go to the store or the post office and they'll have one there. You know, I mean, it is literally something that a lot of people don't have anymore. Because when it comes to photo... Yes. When it comes to photo printing, you're far better to send those out to a specialist company. Oh, absolutely. Than or, or take it to a to a place that has that has real high end printing hardware rather than trying to well, do it at home. The, it's not just the hardware; it's the paper and the photo. Exactly. Paper yeah, I mean the whole on. the whole process. If you want yeah, the, e- the ecosystem. Want, yeah, if you want photos that really look nice, you have to take it to somebody with specialist equipment. You know. But I think that there's a an opportunity for a company that could come out and do a Kickstarter, I don't care, whatever, but that could come out with some kind of new technology for printing. I think that there is a, I mean, if you, let's say you go out and buy the photo printer paper, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to make five by seven prints of a whole bunch of pictures. Good luck with that. 
Yeah. Good luck with that. Setting up the printer, setting up the print parameters, setting up the quality. You got oh by the way, you got to tell the application what type of paper that it's using. <laughs> it's it's absolutely gross technology that is still needed and nobody is doing anything to make it better. Nobody. Yeah, you can get these these little uh, I think they're called zinc printers now where the the basic the ink is built into the paper. And it just uses a thermal head, and that those produce very nice prints. Yeah, they kind of they look last, like they've though. come out of a they look like they come out of like a photo snap place from twenty years ago when they come out. But the paper's really expensive, you yeah, know, shocker. and uh, the, and because that's the main consumable. And this is always the problem with photo printing: is the consumables don't scale to the point where you know it's worth unless you're printing a lot of photos. It's just not worthwhile having one at home. Right. You know, I'm just talking though, just just give us a document printer that lasts forever, that is super simple to use. That's all we need. That's all we care about. And nobody is doing it. Now, there's going to be a contingent of listeners that are going to say, hey, you know, though, Tim, David was right. 2000, 2005, they kind of hit their, their peak. Uh, they're very inexpensive. Why do we need... I don't want another printer. I've got one here. It prints my documents just fine. Fine. But there's a whole generation of new people coming into buying their first home and, and you know, families. Yeah. And they have to go out there and get a printer. And what are they buying? Garbage. Yeah. It is, it's, it's all garbage. I don't care how good the printer is that you have in your home. It's garbage. It really is. Open it up. Look at all the cheap plastic crap in there. Yeah. Just to print a freaking piece of paper yeah it shouldn't it shouldn't and and you're right they are large they take up quite they're normally large and relatively heavy uh even even a a light inkjet is is quite big and and yeah you're kind of stuck with the they also have all this business with them now where they um the thing i mean my my color laser has been telling me for months that it's running out of ink it's running out of toner yeah and i know full well that it's not (laughs) <laughs> it's oh, it's getting because they're trying to get you to buy more stuff exactly it's getting low don't get me wrong yep. it is getting low i only had the starter but the, here's the thing i bought this um this color laser yeah it was 120 pounds right i bought it three years ago i'm still on the starter toner cartridge right well that's now the it's running when you it's buy running these, low. they give you yeah they give you um the the factory stuff and that's they, right yes yeah. fill them halfway full and- that's right exactly and this is exactly what it is so it's complaining every time i print but you know what i will replace it when the paper comes out of the printer and it is missing bits of toner that's when i know yeah. it's really empty not when the printer tells me to so the it looks like the highest rated one is uh, a canon and of course they have great names like the lbp 622 cdw yeah. or the HLL, oh my God. Yeah. They could, it's still better than Microsoft's naming conventions and the Xbox, but still, um, $224, and then you get up to the really big dogs, $598, $299, These are not inexpensive. No. Yeah, and and then you can go really cheap to like thirty, forty dollars for an inkjet printer, and those are the ones yep. that are literally disposable. In that, it's not worth replacing the ink in them. But then you'll have all the same problems with um, 
poor quality, if you don't use the right paper in, if you don't tell the printer what the paper you're using and what ink types you've got and to switch wow, between photo and document and all that sort of thing, it'll, it'll print badly. And and this is, the the low end is where it's really, really horrible. Um, yeah. there, there is, you, you're right. There is, I mean, for a start, they don't need the scanners anymore. Nobody, nobody really scans stuff on a glass platter anymore. If you want to scan something, you point your phone at it. Um, most people do that. So they don't need the scanners anymore. Hell, they certainly don't need the fax machine. It would be nice to get something that actually looks like one of those old sheet-fed scanners. Yeah, a single-purpose printer. You put five sheets of paper in a hopper in the back, in a a thing that folds out, and then it prints one one page at a time, and it's it's about the size of 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 one of those old single-sheet-fed scanners, you know, with just like a bar, and it prints. That's that's kind of what we want. Even scanning sucks on these things. Have yeah. you, when's the last time you used your scanner? It sucks. Now, Apple has their built-in scanning software. doesn't work with my printer, of course. So I've got to use, uh, what is this, an Epson. Uh, and it, I don't, it still works with the, at least I assume that it still works with the new Mac. I haven't even tried it. But it's terrible. It's, it's a dumb piece of software. I'm scanning a bunch of photos. I've never quit the app, and yet it wants to name the next print exactly the same name as the last one. Yep. Instead of being smart, like, okay, this time we're going to name it 0002. No, you're too stupid to do that. So I got to, and then I got to tell it where I want it to scan. I don't want the whole freaking thing. It's dumb. It's, it's awful software that needs to die and be replaced with something that works a lot better. And I don't think any company on the face of this planet is working on it even though more people are printing right now than they have in the last 10 years combined. Yeah, yeah. because guess what? When you're sat at a, at a home workstation, your kitchen table, and you want to refer to another document, you're working on a laptop, it's far easier to have it printed on a piece of paper than Absolutely. it is to have, have it on a separate screen or a dual monitor or try and have it on a tablet or anything like that. It's just a pain in the neck. Yeah, you know? so there's our hot take on uh, current printing technologies. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you, do you like printers? What's What printer are you using? You're happy with it? What would you change about it? Send us feedback. Tech, uh, it's uh, the show at techfanpodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, it's techfanpodcast. And, of course, on David's favorite platform, Facebook. <laughs> we do want to... It's been a while since we've got any feedback that's... Uh, more than enjoying the last episode or something yeah. like that. So send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to come on the show sometime, uh, we're open to that as well. It's the show at techmanpodcast.com. David, I'll see you next week for the Geeks Pub. We're going to be talking Mandalorian. Oh, I watched it last night. So, so good. good. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it really was, you know, we'll get into this next week, but it really yeah. was like, you know, getting back into a hot bath. In, yeah. in, in that it was just like you know th- when you get, when you start watching it you just kind of feel like I'm I know I'm slipping into something that's going to be great right from the beginning you know it's right. going to be great right from the beginning. and then it is it does yep. not disappoint yep so we'll talk about that next week and uh, I'll see you then David see you then.